Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my cocktail slinging co-host, Mozzie. How's it going? You get a cocktail. Everyone gets a cocktail. <laughs> Everyone gets a cocktail. Um, no, yeah. Despite our Oprah uh, jokes, we will not be interviewing any but any royalty today. But uh, <laughs> we will just be going into some franchise tags and whatnot. But we uh, we both been blessed with uh, some lovely weather today. I don't know about you. I'm just, like my blinds are open. Well, actually, no, the sky just got a little grayer because, you know, it's it's the Midwest. So it has to get a little gray, but has to. Yeah, it's and, beautiful out, man. It's like 72 here in D.C. Got people driving through the street, blaring all kinds of music, which you will hear here on the <laughs> you podcast. You almost certainly well. get a taste of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had some nice dog parking yesterday. Saw a big floofer. It was great. But um, some big of these. Floofer. Yeah, it was, it was a big floofer. I love big floofers, but. I'm allergic to them. It's sad. It's cruel. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm allergic to dogs, actually. It's, it's, so <sighs> I'm a little allergic to cats, but I'm like really allergic to dogs, unfortunately, which I hate because I fucking love dogs. The dogs are like the greatest thing possibly ever. Yeah. Being, it's, <laughs> yeah, being allergic to nature, like I can deal with, but being allergic to dogs, it just makes me sad. It's, it's like, just so much joy. Yeah. It's so much joy that I suffer from. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth Aww. it, though. But uh, speaking of suffering, some of these players got franchise tag. Uh, <laughs> I would say the franchise tag is usually a gray sky, a negative for the most part. Um, it, it depends. It can be your friend. It can also be like a oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a stuck lot here. A lot of times, it's either it's it's because like they they want you, but their NFL teams and they're greedy and they don't want to give you a long contract, so they're like, all right, let's right. give it do one more year. Wink, wink. And then we'll yeah. help you out week week. But so most notably, Allen Robinson got franchise tagged. Um, he's he was notably disgruntled with the team and has been liking tweets about how the franchise tag sucks. So uh, I see him really pushing to get traded if they don't bring in a quarterback. Right now, I definitely think that an or- from an organizational standpoint, this was the right move for them mm-hmm. because they're trying to get a quarterback. And they know that having Allen Robinson helps them because it makes them a more competent offense because Allen Robinson is really good. So they want him to be still on the team for this part of the offseason. And if they don't land a quarterback, then they probably will move him. Yeah. But, you know, if they were to get somebody like a Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson uh, (laughs) somehow, which I don't think is likely, but... If that were to happen, then yeah, it's like, great, we've got Allen Robinson here. You've already got a wide receiver one. Perfect. Yeah, that's that'd be like the ideal situation for them. But the it's a little tough for them right now. I don't think their cap space is great, is it? I can take another look here. Oh, but, no, it is not. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're in cap hell. Under. Yeah, yeah, they're in cap hell right now. So <laughs> they can't really bring in a good quarterback without trying to really maneuver contracts. Um, they somehow stumbled into the playoffs, so their draft pick's not great. 
Um, they should just like blow it up, but I have no clue if they actually will or not. And then, um, so, oh yeah, before we talk about the rest, so Dak was actually technically franchised, um, but they did also strike a long-term agreement. I guess the point was that it was like something they agreed to like with the contract. So like that way, if they wanted to franchise him after the contract, it'd be even harder because this would be like the second franchise tag or whatever. So the following one would be like really difficult for them to maneuver. So basically like they like negotiated that, like they would franchise tag and then sign him just to like give him more leverage post-contract. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, that's not something I think I had considered. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I read that he was like franchise tag. I'm like, wait, what? They, they signed up. So I guess that was the, the reasoning for it. So makes sense. Seems like a smart move on, the part of Dax camp, so yeah, yeah, and then very good. I mean, he did finally get his contract, though. Yep, he got paid. I think he said the record for guaranteed money, right? It was like 135 million or something, something like that. Yeah, just just a lot, and he earned it. So he earned it. He is a good quarterback, and they should have given him a big term deal last year, but glad but they so. finally got it done. It's about time. Yeah. So, oh, so the fully guaranteed is 95 million. 95 million fully guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I want to see what the siding bonus was because that's always fun to look at. But as I looked that up, we also had Chris Godwin get tagged by the Buccaneers. I think that was expected. And I assume they'll try to get a long term deal with him. I would, I mean, they should. He's I would really be good. shocked if they didn't. He is too good not yeah. to. And then we also had um, a lot of defensive and uh, trench guys get tagged. So we had. Uh, Justin Simmons for the Broncos, Marcus May for the Jets, which I'm sure you're probably glad they are keeping him for now. Yeah, I want them to give him a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. I really do, but I'm glad that they at least tagged him so he doesn't enter free agency. Yeah. I love Marcus May. Stay around. Pay him. <laughs> but yeah, a couple safeties got the tag there. And then um, we also had Marcus Williams, the Saint safety, get tagged. And uh, Washington tagged their guard, uh, Brandon Scherf. Scherf, whatever. Um Makes sense. They need they need good linemen there. <laughs> whoever whoever ends up quarterback in that team, um, Jags franchise tagged Cam Robinson again, another valuable lineman, and the Panthers franchise tagged Taylor Moten. Moten, huh. yeah, Taylor, Taylor Moten. I think I think it's Moten. That looks right. Motown. Motown. Taylor Motown. Something like that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so he he has been franchise tagged, and then lastly the Giants tagged uh, Leonard Williams, which he's also pretty good. <laughs> also pretty good. I didn't think Cam Robinson was that great. Um, he's not bad by any means, but he. I think yeah. a lot of Jags fans were like, is he worth the franchise tag? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, um, so the, back to Dak's contract. The, the $95 million was the guaranteed at signing, and then the total guaranteed was $126 million, and then a $66 million signing bonus. So he gets 66 just, like, right up front. Dak getting paid. And then yeah. he's also got endorsements. Like, uh-huh. it pays to be in Dallas. Oikos, you know, after Cam, you know, dropped Oikos. the ball there. Jerry's hands do not get cramps right in checks. <laughs> so, anyway, so after the tags have been placed, we kind of get into, like, the legal tampering period, as it's called. Where yeah, he's been like sort yeah. of like negotiate trade talk with free agents, but like not actually like make moves yet. So there's a lot of good free agents. Uh, we can start at I guess we'll start at tight end because that's where I started on the list. Um, it's like the shortest 
amount too. Yeah, when we get to the wide receivers. Holy Toledo! Yeah, there are a lot of free agent wide receivers and a lot of really good ones at that. So, but yeah, with tight end. Um, before we get into like the free agents, I know Ertz as a probable trade. I'm putting it. It sounds like he's on the move. I believe so. I don't think Philly wants to keep him. I think he kind of got disenfranchised with the franchise last <laughs> year, if you will. Um, I, I would assume he gets traded. I saw one yesterday. It was a fake post of him going to the Colts, and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it's out there that he's going somewhere. Yeah, it makes sense because of the familiarity with Wentz, but there's a lot of teams that would need his uh, services. I mean, he's probably the top one of the top 10 in targets, whether it's trade or free agency. But along with him, I think Hunter Henry is probably the top free agent target, I would say, because uh, he's now a free agent since he didn't get tagged. And it sounds like last I saw that Carolina was one of the likely spots for him. Ooh, I do like that. Yeah, because they've got good receivers. Like they just kind of need they like they've gotten no tight end production. Like Ian Thomas didn't hasn't panned out how they hoped. So mm-hmm. and then, I'm a little surprised the Chargers did not get Henry on a long term deal. Yeah, I'm they're curious. afraid of his injuries. Like maybe yeah. I'm curious like if they're gonna try to bring like someone else instead. Uh, there's a couple of guys on this list who would kind of make sense as replacements, but he's very good. He's very talented. Yeah, he's he's super good. Yeah, he's had some injury troubles, but like when he's been on the field, he's been really good. I was like, I'm looking through like some of these other teams that lost tight ends because I'm looking at the Titans here, and they make a lot of sense because like they're they're losing Jonu, and I feel like Jonu and Hunter Henry, like I feel like Jonu is kind of like the plan B for teams that don't get Hunter Henry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it makes sense. Like he wouldn't make sense on the Chargers, but yeah, I would say he's probably just a little worse at definitely blocking. He's definitely worse at blocking, and he's probably not as great at the running of the routes there. Um, but his his yak ability is really nice. Like that's yes. the yeah. I, I feel like Herbert could take advantage of his skill set, and I also mm-hmm. think. So, for every tight end, of course, you have to ring up Baltimore because <laughs> Baltimore loves their tight ends. But I think Arizona seems like a decent option if they decide they want to ever use a tight end. I feel like Cliff could have some fun with Jonu and get creative there. And then uh, Houston, I think Houston kind of needs a tight end. But again, I don't know if they'll do anything right. And then <laughs> I feel like Jacksonville needs to get a tight end in. But whether it's Jonu or someone who's a little more proficient blocking, you know, like yeah, there could be a couple other like options that they take based on their offense philosophy. But if they're getting Trevor Lawrence, they, they, I think they want to bring in a good tight end with him. So I feel like they're on the tight end list as well. But yeah, Hunter Henry is the top kind of free agent tight end ad. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's kind of him than everyone else. But I think, I think Joan who kind of like fits as like a replacement for him, but Kyle Rudolph is also now a free agent and it's, <laughs> it's been prophesized. Yeah, I feel like I think we both feel like New England makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the one that keeps popping up every single day. Uh huh. And like, and not just for be- years. Yeah, not just because he's a big white guy, but like his skill his skill set fits what they want in tight ends there. Yeah, they currently have no t- good tight ends. Yeah, no, and so. the production we saw from. The- both of the rookie tight ends they drafted last year was absolutely uh, nothing. So yeah, so I he makes a lot of sense. I I don't see the Patriots going for Jonu, but I think Hunter Henry could fit what they want to do. But 
Kyle Rudolph just makes the most sense for them, and they can they can pay him, but not have to pay the Hunter Henry money for him. And they make a lot more sense to go after somebody like Rudolph as opposed to Hunter Henry because they can pay him a lot less to mm-hmm. get a very good serviceable tight end. Yeah, because the they, they they're gonna need to shell out for uh, <clears throat> they're pretty much gonna need to shell out to like improve their trench play on both sides of the ball. Which they can do because they yeah. kind of, you know, as we said earlier, they unfucked themselves cap space wise. They are now one of the three sort of top teams in the cap space, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah Patriots along with the Jets and Jags have a lot of cap space to work with. And then uh, Gronk, he's technically a free agent, but I assume he's just going back to Tampa or retiring. It's either Tommy or nothing. Yeah, exactly. He's probably. He, I'm assuming he's just going straight back to Tampa, and then the number two and only other option would be that he retires. And yeah. I don't think he's there yet because why retire now when you just won a Super Bowl? Like, exactly. Everyone's coming back unless he gets a good like, WWE defense. deal. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they did have like all their defense opted out. They are going defense. to lose a lot of defensive players. The Bucks yeah. with um, like most likely Shaq Barrett and Levante David. They won't be able to pay both. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I just realized, like I forgot the Patriots had all those defensive players opt out last season. Oh yeah, Dante Hightower and uh, Patrick Chung. Like a lot of their talent was just not there. <laughs> that hurt them too. And then uh, so lastly, we've got two other guys left. We have got Jared Cook, who I I think a team that whips on Hunter Henry might also want Jared Cook. Mm-hmm. Or like we may like we we may even see about see him end up back on the Saints. I don't know, but he's a valuable veteran. Who yeah, he'll still, go somewhere. Yeah, and he was still making plays last year too. So he's definitely he's not done by any means. No, yeah, he's still good. The Saints just have absolutely no money. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots brought in two of these guys just because they they love running a two tight end offense. So yeah, I mean Jared Cook on the Patriots also makes sense. Mm-hmm. Old yeah, vet with does. a lot of experience. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, Gerald Everett is a free agent. I think this one's kind of interesting because the Rams don't bring him back. I think he could be like a good lead tight end on a team that just has no one. Like Jacksonville makes sense because they could get him fairly cheap. And I think he'd be a good giant target for uh, Trevor Lawrence. Or um, I, I put the Jets in here some because I feel like they may end up releasing Herndon. I don't know. But I feel like I think Everett makes a decent Herndon replacement if they get rid of him. And then... I also think he makes sense for uh, the Saints too to pair him with Troutman. Uh, if they're not if they're not sold on Troutman as like the guy, I think Everett would be a good Cook replacement for them. When you said Giant, I wanted to look and see how Evan Engram's contract was because he had so many drops last year. Yeah, there was there was a thing I saw I think either earlier today or late last night that was like a comment about them wanting to continue to feature him this year. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, this is the last year of his contract because they picked up his uh, fifth year option. Um, yep. There's no dead cap on the deal left, but like he's still under contract for this season. Okay, so one more year of Engram for the Giants, mm-hmm. at least. But yeah. you know he's got to figure some things out there, man. Yeah, those drops Follow are the pretty ball rough this into year. your hands. <laughs> yeah, the Giants are just abysmal in general. Well, that's true as well. Yeah. So. But he Next, did not help. No, yeah, his drops were rough. Like I'm trying, I would, I need to pull up the teams with the most drops because I feel like they, um, like Philly, Kansas City, are probably all up there in drops. 
I'm pretty sure in terms of like important drops, Engram was like the top <laughs> of the list. Because he had a lot of drops in very key situations. Look at it was almost like, you know, leaders. how Heinz Ward was always like the third down guy who always got it. Uh, but like if every time he got targeted, he dropped it. Yeah. Oh, so he was uh, fourth with the drops. Deontay Johnson was first. I forgot about him. Of course. Deontay Johnson. Deontay. And then Judy and Liam actually both each had nine. Yeah. I thought that was interesting just because a lot of Judy's drops looked like... They were literally just concentration drops. <laughs> like, it was like he just didn't finish licking the ball in. That had to be, mm-hmm. three, that had to be like half of them. So... Uh, and and they, I think they I think they got better at the end of the year. I, I I could just be making that up, but I don't see that being an issue with him. And then they both did suffer from not the best quarterback play because after Dak went down, you know, Lamb had Dalton and whomever else, Danucci, whatever, and then Judy had Locke. So, which you know we we know how Locke is at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know how the drops are exactly counted, but. Wasn't beneficial. Yeah, Zeke, Zeke had six drops. I forgot. Yeah, he had, man. He had a lot of drops too. Tough seed. So. <sighs> anyway, so yeah. Speaking of Dak, uh, we mentioned him getting his contract, but there are some other quarterbacks that could be uh, on the move. Uh, there are some possible trades. Russell Wilson is there. Um, I'm gonna keep bringing up Derek Carr because I think there's still a definitely possibility he gets traded, and then of course Deshaun Watson. Um, I put possible because i saw some little blurb about like him potentially sitting out because i know we discussed the possibility of him sitting out or getting traded or whatever but like we mentioned non-zero chance he sits out yeah it is a non-zero chance but from what i've heard the texans are now picking up the phone yeah john mcclain i see you mentioned like he's the one who kind of like reported that he he's sort of like not a mouthpiece for them but if he's reporting on something, there's a lot of weight to it. Yeah, he was the one that initially said, like, they are not going to trade him. Um, and they didn't pick up the phone for a really long time. Like, he was kind of the voice of the organization there. And then I think this past week, he's like, yeah, they're uh, that phone that has not stopped ringing for two months. They're finally picking up. <laughs> yeah, I really hope I think it's a good landing spot. So of these three, he's, of course, the most likely to be on the move, I'd say. I I just I feel like it sounds like I hate Derek Carr because I keep talking about him getting traded, but he just has <laughs> such a tradable contract that like I'm surprised he hasn't been on the move yet. Or like I, I, w- I won't be surprised if he's on the move based on what the Raiders try to do in the draft. So I don't oh. think Carr gets moved be and like because I think that they value Carr at about like an eighty. You know, if we're ranking out of 100. And I think that the only way they trade him is if they can get somebody better. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're going to replace him with a rookie. Um, they could still get a rookie and keep him under him. But uh, I don't think they're trying to replace him unless they can move up in terms of potential. Which means, like, unless they are in the sweepstakes for Russ or Watson, I don't see him moving. Like, I don't think they would replace him with Fitzpatrick just to replace him or anything like no. that. So I mostly think Carr stays put, but you never know. Yeah, sorry. I was I, We were talking about Carr, and I, I remembered uh, that the Raiders traded Trent Brown to the uh, Patriots. Yep. And his comments were rather concerning. Yeah, basically he was saying that he's, like, happy now that he's 
like not with the Raiders and back <laughs> with the Patriots. Yeah. That concerned me a lot. I think it concerns us all because of how last year went. Uh-huh. With the sort of yeah. trajectory on how this whole Gruden experiment is supposed to go in the complete organizational rebuild and they fell a little bit flat last year. Yeah, they really had the end chances. Of the year. Yeah, they had a lot of chances to get into the playoffs at the end of the year and just lost games horribly that they shouldn't have lost. Yeah. Um, and barely beat the Jets. Yeah, because <laughs> of Greg Williams, man. Yeah. And that's uh, something. Yeah, after, so after they traded Trent Brown, Twitter pretty much kind of started collectively shitting on Mike Mayock and like just the Raiders, the Raiders management over the last few years. And so the Raiders have been pretty bad at like the big moves as far as like high cost signings and a lot of their higher like first round picks have been questionable um but like their later picks and then their lower cost signings have been pretty solid like hmm. it's almost like Mayock try, tries too hard to big brain I don't know but big brain the early picks yeah like big like because like the Clellan Farrell pick like we've talked about that a little bit and how, like who they could have had Slash like that that was kind of seen as like a breach the Damon Arnett pick. Um I know a lot of people will slay in the Josh Jacobs pick just because first round running back. Um Rugs over Lamb, like that was a rough one for me. Yeah, personally. Rugs over Lamb and the Arnett pick are really uh, rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. They've had some pretty rough moments in the drafts the last few years. And then seeing uh Trent Brown talk about being happy he's out. Like if if the drafting is not great, and your free agent addings are lackluster, like finding a diamond in the rough's good. Like get the Waller thing, great. You know, like that was a wonderful pickup. But that's one guy. Like if you're spending all this money on guys and they're supposed to be different makers, and then they're just like bottom like twenty percent at their position in the league, that's like a, a colossal fuck up. Because like you could have spent all that money, like you could have spent like three fourths of that money on someone who was average. Or something. Yeah. I um I mean last year, you know, I put together that sort of big board where I put all of the guys that were, you know, gained and uh lost by teams and mm-hmm. what the Raiders did that I was very happy about is they got a ton of they signed a ton of linebackers. They got Corey Littleton, Nick mm-hmm. Kwiatsky, and I think another guy. And I was like, Great, they're fixing their yeah, linebackers. They tried. Yeah, they tr- but they didn't work out. No, yeah, and then because uh, the like Lamarcus Joyner was one of their big signings in 2019 mm-hmm. because he was solid with the Rams, but then he was just ass on the Raiders, especially last year. Like he was constantly getting torched and burned and PIs last year. He was so bad in that last half, like where they fell apart. He was a large chunk of that. So they ended, they've cut him now, but. I got just a flop of a contract. Yep. So, because he was a four-year, forty-two million contract with like twenty-one guaranteed. So, wasn't as bad as the Tremaine Johnson one, at least. Oh, but yeah. yikes! But yeah, I had to take that moment to join in the collective Twitter bashing of some of the Raiders <laughs> management, just because this is one of those times where I feel like I've been on, I've been on this one, and so I'm glad other people are on it. I know. I've been trying to give them a chance, like. I loved Gruden. Before, yeah, no, like and I'm just like, I, please work out. I I was okay with. I wasn't harsh on the Gruden hire. I was harsh on the Mayock hire. And every time he does something, I think it's a fuck up. I kind of drill him on it. So anyway, but yeah, and then Russ. Uh, 
he might get traded. We'll see. Um, who knows? Dallas is one of his potential destinations, apparently, and Dak's there. So we're down to three. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so Trubisky's a free agent right now. But the more I think about it, the more I feel like he may just end up back on the Bears. Like, Woof. if they strike out, which if, if they so if they don't draft someone who they're going to start right away and they can't get, basically if they can't get Russ or Carr and they don't draft someone who starts right away, are any of these options left? Like, they're not, like, no one left is like a huge, like, massive upgrade over Trubisky or anything. And so, I think they should get Fitzpatrick if they don't get um, what's-his-face. If they don't get, like, Watson, basically. Yeah. Or Russ, I think they should go get Fitzpatrick. Because I think he's an upgrade over Trubisky. Yeah, I have no clue if Fitzpatrick's going to, like, keep playing. Around for, I thought I saw something about him contemplating retirement. But, I mean... See, I think that was complete horseshit. Gotcha. Because I watched him in an interview about a month ago, and first of all... He looked amazing. The beard and the hair were like professionally <laughs> conditioned and blown dry, and they look, it was like stunning his beard. I'm like, holy shit, this man. Um, yeah, and so, he basically talked about how his time with the Dolphins reinvigorated his love for the game, and he is really hmm. gung ho about playing again. And this report I just read seemed to me like just somebody going out for clicks because I didn't, I don't think that's accurate. I think he wants to play again. Yeah, so on Sunday, apparently John Clayton reported he's leaning towards retirement. Then, like, 24 hours later, um, it came out that he plans to play. So, Yep. So I think Fitz comes back. I think the Bears and the Broncos, if uh, they really are, like, trying to move off lock, makes sense. I want to see him play again. Fitz is amazing. Yeah, he's he's just a lot of fun. Pretty yeah. sure I saw that if he did retire, his last throw would have been that face mask grab <laughs> completion uh, down the sideline. That would be pretty epic. <laughs> that is pretty epic. Yeah. I, I, I would almost consider retirement because of that. <laughs> yeah. I would much prefer Fitz than Trubisky into Chicago if A-Rob is going to stay. <laughs> yes. That'd yes, be a yes, lot yes. of fun at least. But yeah, if, if he doesn't end up in Chicago or something, I feel like he'll just he'll end up, you know, as... But Wiley veteran backup somewhere. <laughs> so, like, the thing I've been considering with the Deshaun Watson situation, at least with the Bears and their vantage, is the Bears are in cap hell. They're, yes. I think, $22 million <laughs> under the cap. And the Texans have said that they want a defensive starter <laughs> to trade for Watson. So, if I'm the Bears, this is the time to move Khalil Mack out. Yeah. And go get Watson. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense, especially with them just losing uh, Watt. Yep. So, yeah, and then, yeah, with Trubisky though, like if he doesn't end up back there, I'm really curious what happens with his career. Like, does someone else try to take a chance on him and like fix him, or is he just done? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> is there any fixing? But <laughs> is there any fixing? I think he would end up somewhere in in a backup role. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like a, a backup like. I feel like someone's going to try to hope they can, like, Tannehill him, like, fix him, you know? Yeah, sort of like how Mariota is right now. Uh-huh. But, like, he's not as good as Mariota. No, yeah, I think Mariota's better than Trubisky. I don't think that's, like, a yeah tough hot take or anything. There are, there are a lot of different players, though, but... For sure. 
Yeah, and then we've got Dalton and Alex Smith. I kind of group them because I feel like they'll end up in similar situations, like probably probably as backups on competitive teams that want to make sure they don't get screwed over if they like if their quarterback goes down. Um, mm. One scenario I like for Alex Smith is if the Jets do stick with Darnold, I like him going to back up Darnold. I think he could be like the Darnold's second dad or maybe third dad. I don't know. How, how I think we count. third dad now. Yeah. How we count all the other quarterbacks he's been with. <laughs> but, uh, no, second dad. Because, well, he had Uncle Josh. Yeah. Oh, that's Daddy, true. Daddy Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah, I was thinking of McCown <laughs> or whatever if he was a dad. <laughs> and then, what? Did he and Fitzpatrick cross over? I don't think so. Okay. I couldn't remember. So, anyway, I think Alex Smith makes a lot of sense for them to back up Darnold if they stick with him. I more more in a sense of well, one he's a capable backup and then two I mean we saw with the with Washington he's like, you know, solid enough and then two I think it's a, you know, good person to have there for Darnold to teach him the ropes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Especially yeah. if we want to talk about like comebacks aka comeback player of the year Alex Smith, like Darnold's mm-hmm. had some a rough start. Mm-hmm. So he looked yeah. best as a rookie before yeah. Gase. Yeah. Pre Gase. Now we're post Gase. Pre Gase. So. And then that's also not to mention, like, I think that Alex Smith in that scheme that they're going to bring in makes a lot of sense too. Mm-hmm. And I think he could actually help Darnold learn that scheme. Yeah. So I actually do like that move if they do end up sticking with Darnold. I don't yeah, know that the they will. Um, but I, you know. Trust in uh, Joe Douglas. Yeah. So wh- while we're on a Jets topic, if they move mm. off of Darnold, what do you think happens to Darnold? Ooh. So I think the two teams I'm hearing right now most are the Niners and Washington for Darnold. Um, gotcha. The Niners makes a lot of sense to me, and I would actually be in full. Uh, yeah, know, that that would be much this. better for Darnold, <laughs> I feel like. Yes, 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 yes. I think that'd be great for him. I still believe in Darnold, quite frankly. Yeah. I'd be ashamed to admit it. I think that... Um, I do too, yeah. People that just look at his numbers are like, why would you believe in this guy? Because his numbers suck. But the thing about Darnold is that he passes the eye test on the field in a lot of ways. Uh, he is one of the few quarterbacks that I'll say simultaneously passes and fails it in a single game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really hard for me to declare him a bust when he's been playing under Gase. And we know we like, we just know how bad Gase is as an offensive player and coach. And he said himself, he didn't do Darnold any favors in his development. Yeah. I mean, we um, saw, we saw Ryan Tannehill's career trajectory just completely turn around. Exactly. I, and I, you know, I don't know if the Jets will stick with Darnold, but I do really want him to succeed and think that he can. Mm -hmm. The Niners to me would be my favorite place for him to go. Um, I don't know. With all this new Zach Wilson hype, it's hard to imagine (laughs) the, (laughs) yeah, end up sticking with him. Yeah, I feel like a Darnold thing may end up happening during slash after the draft, depending on like where one of these teams in the mid range. Like with the Niners, I think they're gonna. I'll let me pull the draft order real quick because they're what thirteenth. I think twelfth or thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah, because I've constantly talked about 
them and Trey Lance. But mm-hmm. if something happens where those top quarterbacks all go super early and the Niners can't get in on it, that would be kind of a spot where they jump. And same with Washington. They're at 19. So, like, the the way the top of the draft goes, I think, will impact Darnold's landing spot. Uh-huh. Interesting. Like, yeah, because Jacksonville gets Lawrence. If the Jets take Wilson, that would leave, what? Uh, Detroit might take one. Carolina probably will. Actually, I'm positive Carolina will. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not positive, but pretty sure. Denver, Unless they get Watson, they will. Yeah, Denver, I feel like it's likely to. And then you get to San Fran, who should, for all intents and purposes, take one. Yeah. Oh, I literally just got a uh, notification that I'll mention when we get to our running back section. So um, it was funny because <laughs> I felt kind of smart saying it, and then there just came a news blurb about it. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I feel like the way the draft falls may alter it because San Francisco, like, could maybe land a quarterback they want without having to move up. But, like, other teams may also try to move up. Like, New England should try to move up. So, Oh, they definitely should. Yeah, I think, anyway, so back back to kind of the quarterbacks at hand. So Alex Smith and Dalton, I think, both make a lot of sense as backups on good teams that want to have, like, a competent backup so they don't get totally screwed if the quarterback misses some games. And I feel like Dalton ends up back in Dallas. Um, I would say probably. It worked well for him. Yeah, that or, like, I could see, like, the Seahawks or, like, trying to think who else, like, would make any sense as a backup. Watch like, like the Browns. Honestly, the, <laughs> Dalton as a Browns backup would be hilarious. And then I think I think uh, Jacoby Brissett probably ends up back on the Colts because they like to use him like in goal line situations. Uh, Jameis Winston is technically a free agent, but I I just assume he's going back to the Saints. However, they are in cap hell, so like there is a chance a team could offer Jameis more than the Saints can. Yeah. Like the, I think the other option for the Bears is maybe try to overpay for Jam, overpay quote unquote for Jameis, mm-hmm. if they want to. Yeah, that's something I mentioned a few weeks ago. Is I think the Bears should try to go after him, mm-hmm. offer him too much money than the Saints are willing to give him. Because yeah, because the Saints, they yeah the Saints have to like find their money first before they can pay. They gotta like dig through the couch cushions, like ask some of those <laughs> pervs for money. <laughs> Please yeah. spare some change. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm breaking a lot of directions there. So last, but certainly not least, we've got Cam, who we mentioned was on the Pats. Um, and he looked didn't look good. Pats didn't look good. But Brady and the Pats looked really bad in uh, 2019. So I, I don't know if it's fair to say Cam's done. Now, did he look great? No. And I don't know if he's the same Cam. But I don't think he's done already. So I feel like a decent team. And we've seen Washington thrown around a ton for Cam just because of Ron Rivera. Like mm-hmm. they, they're that's a common thread. I feel like probably one of the more likely options for him if uh, if they don't go after like Darnold or draft someone. Um, Chicago and Denver would make sense because um, they're pretty good aside from their quarterbacks. Um, also, of course, you know, thought maybe the Raiders would make sense if they do trade Carr. Um, otherwise, I think a backup for like for Tannehill makes a lot of sense, or maybe Houston tries to like maybe Houston brings him in if they trade Watson and don't get a quarterback or something. Mm. So I definitely don't think Cam is done. Mm-mm. I feel like all year I was just defending him. Like everyone's talking about how bad Cam is. And I'm like, what is what is he working with? 
has no wide receivers because Edelman's hurt and he's the only good wide receiver on the team. They have no tight ends. They're both rookies and they both stink. And they've got no running backs because they're all injured. Their line is held out and injured as well. Like, no O-line, no running back, no wide receivers, no tight end, but Cam sucks. I'm like, I hate that. I know Mm -hmm. that he's not as good as he was in 2015 when he won MVP, but he also won MVP Yeah, (laughs) when he had a team around him. So, you know, uh, I think the most likely scenario is that New England actually brings him back and starts stacking up some people around him. Um, If not there, I honestly can't say. Washington does make a little sense because of the Rivera connection. And as far as I'm aware, they did have a good relationship. Um, Yeah, and like... If not a really good one. Yeah, they're they're a low enough pick to or like a, a, a bad enough. I don't know how to word it, but they're pick nineteen, so they're not a guarantee to like get a quarterback or anything. No, so. and Washington's in kind of an interesting window because mm-hmm. they have a lot of old veteran defensive players that are very good, as well as a lot of very young defensive players uh-huh. that are very good. They have a good defense, is what we're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, their window of opportunity is really interesting, and I do think that as far as quarterback goes, they need to get a cheap one, mm-hmm. um, just cap space-wise. they're Like, that's why Darnold and Cam do make a little more sense to me for Washington. Yeah, I, I feel you there. So, yeah, I, I did have one more, one more quarterback. Um, so, with the Raiders, you've got Carr and Mariota both on the team. And I was assuming there'd be some interest from other teams in getting Mariota. Now, is he still on a contract? Would he have to be traded? I I will look right now. For some reason, I feel like he has one more year, but I, I don't think it's like a secure year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up. So he's still under contract, but there's no dead cap. Okay. So... I kind of think they should make a decision on one of them. I don't really think they should have both of them on the roster. No, Is that just me? Like, they both... I feel like they can both be starters. Yeah, Carr... So, Mariota is about $11 million cap hit. And I think Carr is, like, $22 million. Yeah, so... You're, like, if you're, you're the Raiders, would you trade Carr and roll with Mariota? Or, like, would you just trade Mariota away and get some kind of pick for it i so here's my thought if i trade car it's to either try to land a slam dunk guy or because i'm gonna draft someone Mm -hmm. that or like it's tough because i get the sense of trading car and playing Marietta. but if you're trading car like Trading card, yeah, I'd like card, trading card. Anyway, my brain thought of that. And so, yeah, if you're trading away Derek Carr, I feel like it's most likely to put yourself in position to get a really good option at quarterback. Like I don't, I don't see a good trade where they lose Carr and also just stick with Mariota. Okay. Like it, it's not like it, I don't, it's not like a thing where oh they totally fuck up if they don't have Carr and have Mariota. It's just that like. I, I don't envision I don't envision the Raiders trading away Carr if like I, I'm trying to think of what they would get like if they trade up to pick someone like a lineman maybe I don't know but yeah <laughs> like I don't, basically the, the 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 teams that they would trade Carr for like I don't see how they does they don't end up getting a better pick or something mm-hmm. well, let me look through the picks so Raiders pick at seventeen. 
Like, the teams above them that would maybe benefit from Carr would be, like, Carolina, maybe? I don't know. Like, they probably they want to draft someone, though. Denver probably wants to draft someone. Uh, Houston. Yeah, like, there's no one ahead of Vegas that would benefit from Carr, except for maybe New England. I don't know. Because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, if you're looking at Seattle, like, they don't have a first. Um, who else we got? Chicago. And maybe pick- the uh, Patriots will trade for Mariota. <laughs> That'd be funny. That. Tennessee gets a Mariota back. No. Um, <laughs> Chicago picked a 20. So, like, if they trade Carr, they're probably trading for like a pick after what they've got and they would have to like hope to hope to combine those two picks to trade up for a quarterback mm-hmm. and so i think like chicago or new england would be the only teams that like would get Carr and also leave them with Mariota. but i feel like i think Carr is a really good chip for if you want to try to get deshaun watson or russell wilson because you can say here you still get a starting quarterback in return right so I guess that I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like he's he's enough of a chip to get yourself a stud that uh-huh. I don't see them I don't think that they should waste him on not getting a stud. I I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Like if they're gonna trade Carr, they're gonna use him as trade leverage to a team to get a big a big name. Yeah, because still offer the other team a starting quarterback. Yeah, because they've got a good amount of cap space, so it's not like they're cap crunched or anything. Captain Crunched or anything. Captain um, Crunched. Yeah, they're actually $33 million, um over, which I was somewhat surprising. Or under, I guess it'd be? I don't know. They've got $33 million of room is the point. Right, right. Yeah, $33 so. million to spare. Hmm. So they, they, don't, like, they don't like need to get rid of Carr either. Like If they really decide they don't want him and no one else wants him, which would be kind of weird, they can cut him without much issue. But again, I don't see that, that occurring just because they basically got like, Having Mariota and Carr together, basically, like they combine for the contract cost of a good starting quarterback now. <laughs> so, like they they may just say they may they literally may just look at it that way and be like, "Hey, we've got a starting quarterback split in two. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, so we'll we'll jump to running back next because there's a ton of receivers, and I want to share this news blurb. Um, so, Aaron Jones is the primo uh, free agent running back. And uh-huh. the first team I listed was Jacksonville, and my reasoning was they have a ton of money. Um, he is a really good pass catching back, so putting him there with Trevor Lawrence makes sense. Um, great in passing out situations. And the organization was not remotely sold on James Robinson. Like Doug Marone had to convince them to let him, like let the Jags like play him. Um, right. So the owner and GM, which I don't know if that's two people or one people by saying owner and GM. Uh, <laughs> Was slash were not sold on James Robinson. And then 10 minutes ago when I mentioned uh, Jaguars GM wants to add more running back competition. So. Oh, dear. So still not sold on James Robinson, apparently. So. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's why I got excited because I felt a lot more justified. <laughs> and then um, the Dolphins, of course, are an option to get the list for kind of any of these running backs. And apparently they just released uh, Van Noy because they couldn't find a trace here for him. Yeah, that whole situation is wild. Yeah. I texted you guys about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Van Noy, I just watched on the Pat McAfee show about a week or maybe like a month ago. And he was in Miami, it, like cruising down like the palm trees. He was in an amazing mood. 
He was super optimistic about the organization moving forward, excited to be a team captain and buckle down and make next year better. And then they just cut him. Yeah. Um, which was really shocking. I don't understand that move at all. Uh, most Dolphins fans are really upset with it as well, from what I can tell. Uh, I, I mean, if I, I'm a Jets fan, I'm like, go get him. Maybe yeah. he has animosity <laughs> to the organization now and wants to play for a division rival. That's all I'm saying. I think Robert Sala would love him right next to uh, C.J. Mosley there in the linebackers. Go ahead and get that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't I, – Dude, that whole situation is wild to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I hope the Dolphins aren't fucking fucking up, because like they they're in great position to like really turn their team into something good, and if they somehow fuck this up, it's just a colossal fa- failure. It is, and I have been against. I've been one of the people saying their GM needs to go for a while. Mm. Um, then this all kind of happened and I'm like, all right, well maybe he's turning it around and this kind of stuff is like telling me that they still have a problem in the front office. So we'll see. Yeah. That's the thing. The Dolphins have been pretty, I mean, they hired Gase and got around for a while as well. Um, <laughs> I think if you do that, there's, well, they, they were the first team to kind of take that tumble, but they kept them around. Um, I don't, I don't think if my, I think if Miami somehow bumbles this, like chance, I, I, I'm not gonna personally blame Flores, but at least not yet. At the moment, any issues like I agree are on the front office because they've been kind of historically not the best, and incompetent. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then uh, New England and the Jets are both kind of running back needy and have a lot of money. I don't know if I see either team doing it because New England's never paid a running back really, and then the Jets, the last time they did that, it was Le'Veon Bell. So I don't think I don't know if either team will, but Aaron Jones makes a lot of sense because if they don't bring James White back, like Burkhead's a free agent, like they could kind of get a nice all-in-one for Aaron Jones and kind of same with San Fran, although they don't have as much money. And again, they never pay running backs. So I do like your Jacksonville take. Yeah, I think um, he'd be perfect there, and they could pay him out of the wazoo, which I assume he wants. Yep, they could pay him, and they're trying to build all the hype. I don't know. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh-huh. Like, I I really have this idea in my head of, I guess where, where else it would be, would it be besides my head, um, of Jacksonville being, like, a fun, bad team next year. <laughs> like, one of those, like, fun fantasy teams, but bad real-life teams where, like, they've got, like, Trevor Lawrence, DJ Chark, like, D.D. Westbrook, like, whatever other wide receivers, Aaron Jones, an actual tight end, like, and they're actually, like, a fun offensive team. Like the Bengals were with Burrow this year. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have that hope for uh, the Jags. And so Seattle, I guess, could be a destination for him, but I hope not because they, so they let Carson go. Um, they didn't tag him or anything. So he's a free agent. And I think a lot of those destinations above, like New England, Jets, Miami, San Fran, also makes sense for Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta needs a. Versatile running back, but they are they they aren't in a good cap space. So I put like Kenyon and Drake or Duke Johnson as options for them. Who, okay. Because Atlanta like Atlanta's good with pass catching running backs. Although I think Drake makes the most sense because he's actually also a decent running running back. <laughs> then he can also catch passes. So I think Kenyon Drake to Atlanta would be probably my favorite fit for the Falcons and probably for Drake too. Like I think it's a good mutual fit. Is he a free agent now, Drake? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, I think the I think the Cardinals deal was like really short. I think it was only like a one year deal or two year, but it was not long because uh, yeah. there was like there was like a blurb that came out saying that Kingsbury was like confident that Chase Edmonds can be the lead back or something like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah, and then yeah, Duke Johnson. I mentioned him as well. Um, if not that, so if so, James White's a free agent. If New England does bring him back, which Seems probably likely, then he's good there. But if they don't bring him back, I want to see Duke Johnson on the Patriots. It makes too much sense. Yeah, it would be wonderful. And having him and like Philip Lindsay as a one-two combo would be <laughs> perfect because <laughs> Philip Lindsay, who's now a free agent, Mr. Chip on his shoulder all the time. Uh, right. This makes sense as a Patriot in every facet. So I, I would love those two as like a one-two combo on that team because is what they do they go out and sign two of those tight ends get two cheap running backs and then bow bow patriots are back which i don't know why i get excited saying that because fuck the pats but like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm outlining a scenario that i think makes sense for them and the patriots at least tend to do what they should so they have a lot of cap space so we're really intrigued to see who they get yeah and if I they feel are like they, going to be a contender again yeah we, we right now we just have fantasy free agents listed uh we don't have like defensive or like offensive line or anything like that so i feel like a lot of the patriot salary cap space will probably go towards players we're not mentioning today definitely possible but they do need playmakers very yeah, they, they are desperate for playmakers too like they they need to get some like the days bit, of be, the both. days of being able to get by without studs on offense are gone yeah not in today's nfl not yeah. today and then uh, Todd Gurley's a free agent, but I don't know if that matters. I I have no clue what's going to happen with him, like where he'll end up, who he'll play for. Like, do, do the Falcons just bring him back for cheap? I don't know. And he's only 27. Yeah, it's his career's been weird. Weird. Um, is like, I just... Uh, I mean, like, the Falcons could potentially bring him back, but I don't get the sense that they're trying to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, and there's a lot of other, there's a lot of running backs left, so I'll go through and just kind of list a lot of them. So there's Mark Ingram, Tevin Coleman, James White, Matt Breida, Mike Davis, Carlos Hyde, Rex Burkhead, Leonard Fournette, Jarek McKinnon, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, uh, Gus Edwards, Jamal Williams, Marlon Mack, and Daryl Williams. Um, I I assume the Ravens want to bring back Gus Edwards. He's but, pretty um, young, right? Yeah, he's young, and he's like. He, he very much fits what the Ravens like to do. So I assume he ends up back there, but mm-hmm. he could end up as, I feel like a, there, there could be a team that values him a lot. Like if he doesn't go to the Ravens um, and Seattle doesn't want to spend a ton, like I guarantee Pete Carroll has the biggest boner for Gus Edwards. <laughs> like, right? Mm-hmm. The Gus buzz just the ran Gus the buzz. ball up the middle for Four and five yards. Sometimes breaking off for 12. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pete Carroll's probably, like, nothing to this guy right now, so. I'd assume they'll bring him back because I think he meshes well with Dobbins, like, as a yeah. one-two punch. I, I, I agree. And I'm excited to see more Dobbins next year, too. But um, Dobbins. Me too, man. Didn't get enough of him last year. Yeah, they, they need to get the offense revolved around him some get passed to him more and then also bring in receivers. We'll talk about a lot of those receivers coming up, but I, so James Conner is going to end up somewhere for sure. If not back on the 
if not back on the Steelers, then I'm sure he'll find a good lane. So I guess he's talented enough that he should get signed. Yeah, no, he should. Um, the Steelers are interesting. I don't the cap, cap space wise. I thought they're pretty cap like, weren't they? Or were they not too bad? They have some space, but it a is a little hard. bit of space. A little bit. They have like six million. So yeah, not a lot of space. Yeah, they can't really pay him like a a full you know running back salary. Nah. So, but I mean, he's had injury concerns, but he's been good as well. Uh-huh. Last year wasn't so good, but their line was also decimated, and they just stopped trying to run the ball at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they literally just did not run ever. <laughs> so, which I mean, kind of worked for them somewhat, but yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until but it yeah. didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it worked until it didn't. Uh, <laughs> I think Fournette ends up back with the with the Bucks probably. Um, I would imagine so. Um, just the, of the way he finished the year. Yeah, exactly. And then James White, if he if he's somewhere besides the Patriots, that just seems weird. But the rest of these guys, like I have no clue if slash where, like their fate is. Um, aside from well, Jamal Williams, I think Green Bay is gonna bring him back and pair him with AJ Dillon. Exactly. That would be my assumption because I do not believe they'll be bringing back Jones. Nah. Jones is going somewhere else. So having Jamal Williams with AJ Dillon is great for them. Yeah. Cause they, they, there are some games where they passed a ton to Jamal Williams. So uh, that would be kind of a nice one too. And Jamal Williams can actually like run up the middle. Well, he, he was like a pretty hyped prospect by some coming out and didn't quite live up to it. And he's improved his game some since coming out of college. So but. He's good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like he's not amazing, but he's good. Yeah, he's also just fun. He's a fun human being. Mm-hmm. We like Jamal Williams. He's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, we have a ton of receivers. So, oh boy, here yeah. we go. Yep. So Allen Robinson has been tagged, but behold, he gets traded. And then so, the Lions have purged their receiving core. Yep. Jones and Galladay are both free agents. Um. And both are good. Yes. Uh, with, with Marvin Jones, I think uh, the Rams actually make sense. And not just because it's reunion with Matt Stafford. I think they could stand to have someone who can play outside and be a deep threat. Um, mm-hmm. The Chargers could make sense. Um, if Green Bay can scrounge up any money, that'd be good. Although I don't know if Marvin Jones would go play for Green Bay. I have no clue. <laughs> See, I love that. Marvin Jones opposite Devontae Adams is so good. Yeah, the issue with the Packers is, is they are they are in the capped fuck uh, category currently. Yeah. They're negative right I also now. Um, personally like Marvin Jones on Baltimore. Yes, although... I know he's not as young, but I do think that he is a very strong veteran presence. And, man, he's always been good. Yeah, he does not well, miss a lot of games. Yeah, because so right now, like, a Sneed is technically a free agent. I assume Baltimore tries to bring him back, but like for some reason they don't. They'll need to replace him. But yeah, See, I, would I, lo- w- I wouldn't worry about Sneed if I'm Baltimore. I would get someone to replace him. Yeah, I would love he- Marvin Jones going there. That'd be big help for uh, for Lamar. Um, and then I so Kenny Galladay. There's a lot of teams that so like New England should try to pay everything for him. I feel like the Jets should too. Um, if, if he either doesn't like Bill or he doesn't want to go to the get to go to the Jets because he likes winning, uh, he, maybe he could, he could, uh, go to like Miami or Indy. Um, maybe the Raiders try to pay him, although I don't know how much winning they do. Um, 
Like, every team should try to pay Galladay just because. Like the Eagles good. should try to get him. The Washington should try to get him. Uh, the Ravens should try to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, the Bengals could try to get to- him. They lost A.J. Green. He's their A.J. Green replacement. Uh, if this, you know, God, I almost said the Steelers, but honestly, the Steelers could try to get him because they're getting rid of Juju and Deontay can't hold on to the ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, looking through, I'm looking through like teams with like enough cap room to have a chance. Like the Texans technically could make a move on him, but I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe that would get Watson to stay. Who knows? Um, I mean, if I was Galladay's agent, I'd be like, do not answer the phone from the Texans unless Watson is playing. So, yeah, gosh, that'd be. But I, I mean, the Panthers could make a move because I, I Curtis Samuel may not be there anymore, and mm-hmm. if you somehow had Robbie and DJ Moore and Kenny Galladay, and then you got your rookie quarterback, like. <laughs> Yikes! That would be fun. That um, Matt Rule air raid offense. Oh man. Yeah, like going to Denver would make sense pairing him with all the weapons there, and they have room. But there's a lot of teams. I mean, obviously Washington needs receivers, but it's Washington. Now, <laughs> I, I I think every Bengals fan would just like cream in their pants if Kenny went to the Bengals, because then you'd have <laughs> Higgins and uh, Galladay, and wait, who else? Who who wants and Boyd? Boyd, yeah, so that'd be a really nice trio for Burrow That'd be there. so good. Oh, that'd be lovely. But um, yeah, oh, so. there's a lot of teams that could use Kenny, and mm-hmm. I expect he'll get paid. And yeah, I he, love Kenny, so wherever he goes, I'll support him. Kenny will get paid big time. Um, Tyrell Williams is a free agent after being hurt pretty much like all last year. I think. I think all he just signed. The, oh, he did. Tyrell Williams is with the Lions. Oh, he is. Didn't see that. I missed it. Going to goof. Gotcha. Yeah, because like the Lions kind of gutted their <laughs> wide receiver core, so they need him. So okay, so Tyrell is now with the Lions. Cool. Yeah, that was just recent. That might have been yesterday. Gotcha. I missed that one. Tyrell to the Lions. There we go. Cool. Cool. Yeah, they they need some some receivers. <laughs> they still need another. <laughs> yeah. So he's 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 their Marvin Jones replacement. Because mm-hmm. Tyrell, 6'4", speedy, Marvin Jones. Uh, he's speedy, but I don't think he's as tall. He's probably 6'2". Um, yep, 6'2". But he, he, a step to replacing uh, the lost receivers. And then so, T.Y. Hilton, I I assume the Colts will bring him back. And I, I think they mutually want to reunite. Yes, I think uh, the owner is infatuated with him as well and is like, we are definitely going to bring you back, man. Yeah, and like if you've got Carson once there, T.Y. Hilton is a huge boon for him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some old guys that uh, are free agents currently. We've got A.J. Green and Golden Tate. I have no clue if they'll start the season with the team or if they'll latch on later or in training camp, but nothing imminent yet for those guys. Yeah, they're they're getting up there, so they'll probably be one of the later adds to teams that didn't get some of the younger studs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sammy Watkins. I thought I saw something about the Chiefs wanting to bring him back, but I have no clue uh, if he ends up back there somewhere else. But I think they will probably want to try to bring him back for cheap. Can they even? I feel like they're in cap hell, too. Um, yes. So maybe they don't. But it's not like it mattered a ton. Yeah, and then uh, Corey Davis. For some reason, I just have a hunch he ends up as a Raven. 
Um, he won't cost a lot, and he fits kind of the need that they have of like someone who can like actually like give Lamar more of a target radius. Because mm-hmm. they've got Snead who gets open. They've got Marquise Brown who needs to work on his catching, but they don't like they they want um miles boykin to be their like big go up and get a guy but i've talked about it a bunch she and lamar don't mesh um like their skills their their skill sets just don't align but i think Corey davis would actually be helpful for lamar and he'd be cheap and i could i don't know i just see him ending up on the ravens i think he's uh he will be a coveted trade target because he won't cost as much yeah as some well, of the he- other guys yeah, well, he, he's a free agent. I don't, I don't think there's even, like, any trading involved. Right, but, like, um, so, like, I think you could give him, like, a four-year, you know, 10, like, 40 million, as opposed to someone like Kenny that's probably going to go for, like, 15 million to 17 million. Yeah, you could get Corey <laughs> Davis definitely cheaper. And, like, the incoming receiving class being so good, again, <laughs> is going to suppress some of these contracts, especially for guys that don't get signed before the draft like if if i'm an agent for one of these guys i'm trying so hard to rush them somewhere because it's just going to go downhill quickly yep which will be in five days i believe you'll start hearing a lot more news oh boy i'm looking forward to it but uh so john i I barely put john ross in here but i literally just put send him to kansas city (laughs) yeah i don't think the Bengals are gonna bring him back no they fucking hate him yeah, he's had a very harsh start to his career and a lot of injury. Like he just hasn't played much. And no, he had that one there, like yeah. he had that one season where he ended up getting like a bunch of touchdowns at the end of the year, but that's been about it. <laughs> John Ross. Yeah. Um, so we've got Will Fuller, who obviously like Miami, maybe New England. They both need receivers. They're kind of on the list for every receiver. But my favorite landing spot, I think, would be the Chargers. Because I'm envisioning Justin Herbert throwing to Will Fuller, and it seems like a good pairing. Yeah, especially if, um, is it Mike Williams that might not come back? Oh, uh, let me take a look. I may have forgot to put him on this list. Um, I think they need to decide on his fifth-year option still. I don't remember. Right. Let's see. So he, so yeah, he's still under contract. Um, oh, they, oh, they exercise his fifth-year option. So he, they oh, have they Mike did. Williams for this year. Okay. So they've got him and Keenan Allen, but they still have cap room and they could reasonably bring in will fuller and that would just be hilarious like to have that trio of receivers with herbert so i just love that in terms of like making the offense bonkers mm-hmm. which i've seen both the packers and jets tied to fuller as well mm-hmm. um which yeah, the i pa- think the packers are pack. but they, like the packers are still cat fucked is the problem yep they need to unfuck themselves like will fuller makes perfect sense but money but money but money. Anyway, what, what was the other team you said besides Packers? You said Jets. And Jets, yeah. Jets, they've yeah. Been, they've been looking into him as well. I don't love it as much, obviously. I don't know if scheme-wise it's right, but... um, Yeah, it's hard for me to imagine he stays with Houston. Yeah, Will his suspension be op- up? I don't know. I think I feel like it probably carries over to the start of the year. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember if there were... Uh any games left going into the season i think it was six games mm-hmm. and That's, i think i think it, i think they might have all been served at the end of this past year so i'm not sure he but i think i don't i think it's fine did not play 
the final game of the year. Yeah, because I remember like one of my teams where I of course ended up in second. I had Will Fuller and him getting suspended really put a shit bag in my season. Um, while we looked that up though, AB's a free agent. I imagine he's either back to Tampa or done. Um, Curtis Samuel, you mentioned him. He, if he doesn't end up back in Carolina, I think he is also a possible target for Green Bay mm. um, because he's cheap. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I imagine he will be on the cheaper side. So like one of these teams that needs a receiver would make sense. Or maybe the Lions try to pull him in because they'll need to somehow scrounge together people for their golf to throw to. <laughs> and then uh, I also like Reynolds again for either Green Bay or Detroit. Again, someone who with Detroit has some familiarity with Goff um, or for Green Bay, it wouldn't cost a ton. And I think I like the proposition of Reynolds with Rodgers because I think Rodgers could bring out the best in Reynolds. So I would, I, would li- I would like to see that pairing too. Um, so I just looked. Will Fuller uh, was out the final five games of the season. So if it was a six-game suspension, he would need one more. Okay, I gotcha. I think it was either done or one more, so he's got one more to serve. Woof. But um, before we get to one last stud on this list, there's a couple other random guys like Lazard, Pringle, Pascal, who I feel like are all probably candidates to return to their team, but may just end up elsewhere. Um, Aguilar, I don't know what's going to happen to him. If he doesn't end up back with the Raiders, I feel like there's a high chance his career sputters out. Um didn't he have, like, his best year last year? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know if it was statistically best, but as by all accounts, it was his best season for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it was his best statistical, but he looked his best last year. So, I, 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 for him, I think he needs either the consistency or another really good situation. Um, I, again, of course, put Green Bay, but not just because he's cheaper, but because Rodgers, for some reason, seems to have a knack for uh, helping out fast guys with the dropsies. Um, <laughs> got and, the dropsies. Yeah, and then we've got Keelan Cole, who I feel like may end up back in Jacksonville. Uh, longtime chief to Marcus Robinson. Humphreys, Perriman, uh, DJX, Danny Amendola. Again, I don't know if any of those guys end up anywhere. I think Humphreys will end up somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. There's Tim Patrick, who played really well last year with Cortland Sutton out. And I think Denver should overpay him a bit to make sure they get him back otherwise like there's like another team might just get a huge steal with tim patrick i agree with that he's he was really good and so he was really good last year he was a guy that came out of nowhere yeah if i'm denver i'm like okay i'm gonna pay this guy more than is probably like seen as right just to make sure i get a good deal on someone who may blow up yeah, and he, I mean, him and Locke had a really good connection, even though Locke wasn't great last year. Yeah, Patrick built him out some. Yeah, Tim Patrick's <laughs> solid. They should bring him back. But uh, lastly is Juju. Juju! Um, so the Steelers want to bring him back, and Juju wants to go back to the Steelers. Like, there's a clear, like, mutual desire to reunite, but money is the big issue. Um, they can't, they couldn't tag him. Like, they literally were not able to tag him because of the cost it would have put on them. They we're not able to <laughs> like, so it's unlikely that he'll make his way back there just because like they probably can't manage their cap situation to pay him. So I want Juju on the jets. That's what yeah. I want. 
reunite him, like give get him to Darnold, like yep. Um, putting the team back together. Yep, I would obviously love him on the Raiders. Literally, like again, any team that needs a receiver should be looking at Juju. Like he he and he and Galladay are a lot different players, but I feel like most teams should be looking at both of them. Yeah, they're those two, and then the trade for a Rob off the tag, and probably T Y are like your top. And I guess Will Fuller. Yeah, Will Fuller is definitely up there too. Will Fuller's so talented. He's just often injured. Yeah. I'm really curious what kind of contract Curtis Samuel gets because I mentioned he may end up cheap, but I could also see a team like paying him well based on his performance last year. Yeah, like I think Washington makes sense to get Curtis Samuel. I like that actually a lot. On like a three, four year deal. Yeah, because they, that would be fun in the sense of like, the versatility it gives them like you could mm-hmm. put him and uh gibson in your backfield at the same fucking time and do some wild <laughs> shit like you could have a lot of fun with those two so yeah i think that'd be fun yeah i like that i like that idea a lot actually um depending on like how the market is for him and the, yeah juju like i've heard the raiders mentioned which i would of course love i would instantly buy that jersey um <laughs> trying to think of like other teams that would make a lot of sense who have the money for it um, so we're looking through it, like, um, I mean, Washington would, but I don't know if he'd go there. Like, the Jets, like I said, mm-hmm. if they do roll Dardle, and he wants to be with Dardle, like, yeah, get, like, so there's that. Um, I don't know if he'd go to the Bengals. That that would feel weird. That'd be weird. I don't know if the fan base would welcome him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would. Nah. Um, but you never know. It's like, you hate a guy, and then he's on your team. It's like, actually, this guy's not so bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. the the Chargers could... They have enough. They have a fair amount of cash left right now. So, yeah. But the the Chargers have like no dead money. They've got under sixty thousand of dead cap right now. That's pretty. That's solid money management there by them. Not like screwing themselves out of cap room. Yeah. Because then you've got like the Rams with all their dead cap, you know. Oh man. Yeah, the Rams can't make a whole lot of offseason moves. It doesn't look like. Yeah, so the Rams have thirty-four million of dead cap, but the Eagles have forty million of dead cap. <sighs> Lions are now at twenty-eight, Panthers at twenty-two, but yeah, the Chargers only have fifty-eight thousand of dead cap. That's absurd. Yeah, the Colts, Broncos, Bucks, and Pats are the only other teams under a million dead cap right now. The Browns are close, just over a million, just a smidgen ever. Just a smidgen. Yeah, the league average is like a little over nine mil of dead cap. But it's funny because, like, so when when the pages kind of put out, there's only 12 teams above the league average, which is funny because there's just a few teams really fucking it up for, for the average. <laughs> that's that's the why outliers, I'm, yeah. Yeah, the, the mean versus median type of thing there. But, <laughs> yeah, so a lot of free agents. Uh, the wide receiver group, again, is just totally loaded, as is the draft. So we're going to see a lot of, really fun new like links next year some of these receivers so i'm excited for it me too and then yeah that was the point you brought up that i think we just wanted to mention is that the draft does have some real studly wide receivers coming in Mm -hmm. especially that sort of top five group of like jamar chase and jalen waddle Mm-hmm. Um, who's the other Devontae Smith same team but also really good yeah. like there's some real good wide receivers coming and that might impact free agency yeah we've seen that way. a lot with running backs too like um a couple good running back classes especially that one with like Chubb and Barkley and everything like 
that one really clamped the running back contracts down for some of the veterans. So yeah, the interesting thing about wide receivers though is that they have like so much of a longer career. Yeah, that I think a lot of in general like GMs are more willing to get a free agent wide receiver that they know can do routes basically like they know have have been productive and successful in the past as opposed to taking a chance on a rookie because rookie wide receivers are rarely immediate impact unless they're really really good yeah Um, signing a 29 year old wide receiver makes a lot more sense than signing a 29 year old running back like like free ages wise so you get you get a lot more out of the receiver uh, shelf life wise, unless it's like Frank Gore or something. But um, like Ty's in his thirties, right? Yeah, I think so. And he's one of the top options. He's thirty two, and he's still a he'll be a highly coveted option. That I think goes back to the Colts anyway. But you yeah, know. yeah, he he's someone who like should just be like a Colt for life. Mm-hmm. It would feel weird seeing him in a different uniform for sure. <laughs> yeah, but we say that, and then there's going to be all these players in different uniforms, and it's just going to look so weird. But <laughs> It also makes it so fun. It's going to oh, be yeah. a great year. Yeah, Free agency have, is getting uh, more interesting. Uh, yeah, teams are more willing to take risks and whatnot. So we're going to have a lot to talk about uh, next time we gather up. But uh, until then, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you next time.